You are Locked On Kings, your daily podcast on the Sacramento Kings. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is that time. Time for another episode of Locked On Kings. Oh man, have I been putting off recording this podcast today. Well, I couldn't make it wait any longer. I think this is the second time in the last month that I've started a Locked on Kings podcast with absolutely no plan, no rundown, no notes, no idea what I'm going to talk about, no idea where I'm going. The Kings got absolutely obliterated by the Utah Jazz last night. What the hell do you want me to talk about when it comes to this Kings game? I'm not even mad. I'm just laughing because I'm at the point where I'm just done with this team. It's not worth my time to talk about them for 30 minutes a day. And because of that, I'm going to be debuting a new segment here on Locked on Kings today, and it's going to be on every Locked on Kings episode, I think, for the remainder of this season. It's going to be called Off Topic where I talk about whatever the hell I want to that has nothing to do with the Sacramento Kings in the final segment of every single show for a few minutes. I already put it out on social media that I was going to be doing this, asking for topics that you might want to hear me talk about. I have a topic already predetermined in mind today that I want to talk about. It has to do with Sacramento sports, but nothing to do with the Kings. I'm looking forward to that, and I guess I'll figure out what to talk about when it comes to this Kings and Jazz game last night. It's here for you on the Locked on Kings podcast. Hello and welcome into Locked On Kings, your podcast hub for Sacramento Kings coverage all regular season and all offseason. If you're looking for in-depth analysis, game-by-game breakdowns, highlights, interviews with local and national experts, full coverage of the Sacramento Kings from January through December, this is the place for you, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, and today's episode is brought to you by Locker Room. Download the Locker Room app from the iOS App Store and find one of our Locked On Rooms. Locker Room, changing the way we talk sports. And Locker Room now in beta for Android users like me so we can finally get involved in all of the Locker Room fun. Go and check that out. Download it today and get involved in the conversation there. Oh, what is there to talk about from this Kings game last night? Really, what is there to talk about? What can I possibly tell you about this game? Well, I could give you the final score. 154 to 105. Yeah, that's the Jazz scoring 154, the Kings scoring just 105. By the way, the Utah Jazz were without Donovan Mitchell and Mike Conley. You know, they're they're starting backcourt in this game. And God bless Mark Jones. God bless Doug Christie. Even God bless G-Man. Like everybody, all the broadcasters who had to broadcast this game. Like not on the NBA level. I used to do play-by-play for my alma mater, William Jessup University in Rockland, California. And I had to broadcast a few blowouts. And it is tough. And I did it by myself. So you're just trying to talk about and come up with whatever you can talk about and especially when you work for a team you're obviously not going to just dunk on the team and crap on the team and say how terrible they've been for the final hour to hour and a half of the broadcast but sometimes it's pretty obvious when you're trying to either push a narrative or you're just reaching for anything and I felt like Mark Jones last night on the television broadcast was just reaching for anything to talk about to try and make this nearly 50 point loss better than what it actually was and he's talking about man it's it's you know De'Aaron Fox and uh, Harrison Barnes didn't play in this game you know uh, the resiliency of this team is going to be put in check how do they overcome this and you know I'm I'm just happy to see uh, that these players are getting playing time Shemezi Metu getting a new contract all this stuff that Mark Jones Doug Christie uh, G-Man they tried to put out there to try and save face a little bit for this King squad I didn't want to hear any of that I'm proud of myself for sitting through the entire game last night and look I 100% understand 
everybody who checks out of the Locked on Kings podcast for a while. I hope you don't do it. I really don't because I love you and I want you to still be involved with me, still get us to engage in conversation, and heck, we can get through this together. You're as much therapeutic for me as hopefully I am for you. But I don't blame you for wanting to check out. I don't blame you for being done for a bit. I don't blame anyone who decides to say, you know what, I've had enough of the Kings until the offseason begins. I don't need to listen to a daily 30-minute podcast about this team, especially when the host of the podcast doesn't necessarily want to talk about the team for 30 minutes a day. But I'm going to keep soldiering on, doing my job, and I don't care that De'Aaron Fox and Harrison Barnes didn't play in this game. I know how important those two are to this Kings team. I could argue those are the two most important players to this Kings team right now. I don't care that I wouldn't have cared if Utah Jazz were completely healthy and that they're the number one seed and the Kings are at the bottom of the Western Conference or near the bottom of the Western Conference. You do not lose by nearly 50 points at home. You do not give up 154 points at home, especially when there are some fans in attendance. Even if it's only 1,600 of them, I feel bad for each and every one of those 1,600 fans in attendance at the Golden One Center last night. People paid for that. And look, I need to be careful here, or not necessarily be careful. I don't want to discourage people from spending their money to go to a Kings game. Look, I miss the environment just as much as you do. I cannot wait till hopefully we get to October, the start of next season, when our uh, when we're re-energized and our hope is back, and we can hopefully get back to the Golden One Center in full capacity and celebrate together and have the energy that only Sacramento can bring. I can't wait for that. I have missed that incredibly over the last year that we have not had it. But I, I would not encourage my friends, you, my family, I certainly wouldn't spend any money to go to the Golden One Center to watch this team. It's not worth the hassle, not just the hassle of the protocols to get in there and the fact that they're, uh, you're sitting next to cardboard cutouts and things like that and you can't eat in your seats and you can only do this or only do that and all the rules. Not just that. Why would I pay to watch what the Sacramento Kings are rolling out there? Even if they were completely healthy, like I don't know what is the point of following the Sacramento Kings or watching the Sacramento Kings for the remainder of the season. I really don't know. And what I don't understand from this game is how, how you still find 31 minutes for Buddy Heald. I'm, I guess I'm okay with Tyrese Halliburton playing 30 minutes, but how in the world does Kyle Guy only play eight and a half minutes in this game? How in the world... Does Justin James only play 17 minutes? Now, I thought Justin James came in and provided as much of a spark as he could. And that's the one thing I like the most about Justin James is he comes in and the game might as well be tied or it might as well be a one-point game with 10 seconds left every time Justin James comes in because that's the way he plays. He plays hard like the game is close. I appreciate that from a journeyman who's trying to find his spot in the NBA. Uh, why is Jamias Ramsey only playing six minutes? And I know Robert Woodard is hurt right now, or he probably would have gotten into this game, but I don't understand. Like, I get you don't just want to throw five young guys out there, especially when you're getting beaten down by one of the best teams in the NBA. You don't just want to throw them out there and watch them get absolutely obliterated. But when you're down by 40, down by 50, the game is clearly over by the start of the second half, and you can only find single-digit minutes for two young guys like Kyle Guy and Jamias Ramsey? Why? I don't understand it. I don't understand it. The Jazz shot 64% in this game, 58%, 24-41 from three-point range. Again, their leading scorer did not play in this game, neither did their starting point guard. And I kind of expected a blowout win but maybe by 15 points, maybe by 20 points. 
I didn't expect a 49-point blowout. I thought it was criminal that the betonline.ag line last night had the Jazz as just uh, 9-point favorites or minus 9 heading into the game. I thought that was easy money for anybody who took that, and hopefully you did on betonline.ag. Because you knew this Utah Jazz team was coming in to prove a point. Not only uh, are they coming off of back-to-back really bad losses to the Minnesota Timberwolves, they're coming into the Golden 1 Center fighting with the Phoenix Suns to hold on to that number 1 seed in the Western Conference. So that was a big game for them. And once again, the Kings didn't look like they were prepared, didn't look like they cared, and the historically bad defense got even worse. Now let me say one positive thing that I did say at the end of the first quarter before the Kings got absolutely destroyed, which by the way, uh, the first quarter is the um, is the fewest amount of points the Kings gave up in a quarter. They only allowed 30 points, and I say only 30 points, to the Utah Jazz in the first quarter. After for the first 12 minutes, the Kings were down just 30-27. to 27. But then they were outscored 46-17 to 17 in the second quarter, 40-30 to 30 in the third quarter, and 38-31 to 31 in the fourth quarter. But at the end of the first quarter, uh, Buddy Heald came down or was fouled on a three-point shot, landed on Boyan Bogdanovich's foot. It ended up being called a flagrant foul, uh, and he tweaked his ankle, walked it off, came right back out there, hit his next three, and, and was okay. And one thing, as as critical as I am of Buddy Heald, and I have been of Buddy Heald throughout over the last really two years of him here in Sacramento, one area that I truly take for granted, I think the Sacramento Kings, Kings fans take for granted, is how available he is. He's only missed, I think, three games in his entire uh, Sacramento Kings career. Uh, he's just Mr. Reliable. He plays and fights through injuries. He loves the game of basketball. You can never take that away from him. Take, say whatever you want about Buddy Heald and, and his struggles and the pitfalls of his game. He absolutely loves the game of basketball, and he puts in more work than certainly I have into that game and most people put into that game and I will never ever ever discredit Buddy Heald for that Uh, and I do take for granted how available he is how healthy he normally is and the fact that he was playing in that game trying in that game when De'Aaron Harrison Barnes and, and other important pieces were out for Sacramento so I give credit to Buddy Heald there but sorry dude you were arguably the most important player in a night where you got blown out by 49 points. So, of course, it's not all Buddy Heald's fault, but he is part of the continued worst defense in NBA history that gave up 154 points last night. And, uh, yeah, it's the the biggest home loss, I think, in the history of the Sacramento Kings. So, yay, we got that. Congratulations. I apologize to everybody who was in attendance last night that you had to watch that game. Maybe some of you were back at the Golden 1 Center for the first time in over a year, and that was the game you were treated to. I'm really sorry. If that was your experience, please let me know what it was like. Uh, not that I want to torture you even more, but please let me know. At Matt George Radio on Twitter. Or email me, mgeorge at sacklocalmedia.com. I had some coworkers and some friends of mine that were in attendance, not just working as media, but actually paid to go. <laughs> and our text conversations last night uh, were were pretty fun. I did want to say one thing, too, before I, I guess, move on to whatever the hell I'm going to talk about next, which I have no idea. But I guess today is, or I saw on Twitter that today is the anniversary of, of the Sacramento Kings move to Seattle being shut down or the NBA voting no, owners voting no to move the Kings to Seattle and keep them here in Sacramento. And as thankful as I am for that day, look, that that's over for me. 
I'm moving on from that, and I've, I have moved on from that. I will never not be grateful for that day. I will never not enjoy the history of how Sacramento saved the Kings and kept the team here and how this community fought for this team. And I'm very grateful, truthfully, to be able to host a Locked on Kings podcast where I can complain about how bad the basketball team is. But I refuse to continue to use this date every single year as a, oh, forget about how bad the basketball team is doing because remember we almost lost them. Or forget about the team losing by nearly 50 last night because today is a day for celebration because the team is at least still here in Sacramento. If that's how low the freaking bar is at this point in time, eight years later or whatever it is, if that's how low the bar is that we all we have to celebrate is the fact that the team is physically here even though they're losing and have not made the playoffs in 15 years, then you know what? <laughs> we might be a lost cause overall. So, yay, I'm, I'm glad the team stayed. Happy anniversary to that. Congratulations, Sacramento, uh, for winning that fight. And I'm very proud of this city for winning that fight. Very thankful that this team is still here. But I'm not using that as an excuse anymore because Vivek Ranadive is going to be eight seasons or eight years in to his ownership tenure, and all eight the Kings have missed the playoffs. It's now 8-7 to seven in terms of this ownership versus past ownership of playoff-less seasons. 15 straight years of no playoffs. And I think it was Tim Maxwell of the Kings Herald that put it out there on Twitter, and I thought this was fascinating. Since Vivek Ranadive purchased the Sacramento Kings, only one team in the NBA has not made the playoffs. Yep, the Sacramento Kings. Now that the Phoenix Suns have clinched a playoff spot, the Kings are the only team since Vivek Ranadive purchased the Kings to not make the playoffs in that eight-year span. That's pretty phenomenal. That's incredible. That is quite the stat, quite the number, quite the realization. And oh boy, hopefully next year it'll be different. But if it's going to be, the Kings have a lot of work to do. Today's episode of the Locked On Kings podcast is brought to you by Rock Auto. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes like Fiat, Kia, and models, Pacifica, XT5, it is now impossible to stock all of the parts that you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning like, is your Odyssey an LX or an EX? I don't even know what that means. And why wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer, choosing only the brand that his warehouse happens to carry? You have computers with access to rockauto.com at home and in your pocket. rockauto.com is a family business serving auto parts customers online for 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. Chain stores have different price tiers for professional mechanics and do-it-yourselfers. rockauto.com's prices are the same for everybody and are reliably low. rockauto.com always offers the lowest prices possible rather than the changing prices based on what the market will bear like airlines do. rockauto.com is for everybody and does not require membership or account login. You can get the exact parts that you need at the click of a button. They have everything from engine control modules to brake parts, tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Right locked on in their how did you hear about us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. 
rockauto.com. Technically, mathematically, the Sacramento Kings are still in playoff or play-in contention. I'm not going to waste your time anymore this year looking at the standings. The Kings are out of it. They've been out of it for a while, and screw mathematics. The Kings aren't making the postseason. I think we all know that. But I'm actually going to make your mood even worse if I haven't already and present to you a pretty harsh reality when it comes to the draft lottery odds for this Sacramento Kings team. Even if they went, if they didn't win a game for the remainder of this season, the likelihood of them catching the Oklahoma City Thunder and Cleveland Cavaliers, who are tied for fifth and sixth in terms of top draft lottery odds, it's like 20% or something like that. The Kings would have to go without a win for the remainder of this season, and OKC or Cleveland would have to have close to a winning record if the Kings were to somehow snatch a spot away from them. Seventh is not bad, which is where the Kings currently sit. At this point, they're just trying to lose games to hold the Chicago Bulls, Toronto Raptors, and New Orleans Pelicans back, as both the Bulls and Raptors are just one game back of the Sacramento Kings for the seventh spot, uh, and the New Orleans Pelicans are two games back of the Sacramento Kings in the seventh spot. So really, the worst thing that can happen for the Kings for the remainder of this season other than injuries, of course, which I'm not even going to try to speak that into existence or even talk about that knock on every piece of wood around me. But the worst thing that can happen for the Kings is winning games for the remainder of this season. That's what's crazy. Winning games at this point hurts the Sacramento Kings, especially when you're just looking at draft lottery odds, which to me is the only potential way to salvage this season other than I don't know, uh, getting solid minutes for certain young players and finding out if they can play or not. Like, I did want to celebrate, and I did celebrate yesterday, uh, the the signing of Chemezi Metu, which I thought was a, a bright spot. I, maybe if Tyrese Halliburton over these final few games goes absolutely crazy, averages a triple-double, starts scoring, and, and looks amazing, like, that could be a real positive to end the season on. But really, draft lottery odds is what everybody's paying attention to. The Kings still in that seventh spot. Uh, they have a 31.9% chance of moving up into the top four, a 7.5% chance at the number one overall pick. I have done two draft lottery simulations. The first one, the Kings moved up to number one from seven. The second one, the Kings stayed at seven. Why don't we do another one here on the Locked on Kings podcast today? Let's see where the Kings end up in this simulation. They drop one spot to eight. In today's simulation, the Detroit Pistons move up three spots to win the lottery. Oklahoma City moves up four spots to number two. Toronto moves up six spots to number three. It then goes Golden State, Oklahoma City, Orlando, Cleveland, and Sacramento. So, obviously, we don't want that to happen. We would hate for the Kings to move down, although it would be the perfect way to cap off what has been a dreadful season. And Monty McNair, there's just... I'd be, I would be overwhelmed if I was Monty McNair with the offseason that he is going into, the importance of every single move that he makes this offseason. And I wanted to throw this out there to ask you, truthfully, what are your expectations for next year? Where is, where is your patience level at? Are you okay sitting through another season where the Kings miss, miss the playoffs if they improve slightly over this year? 
which it might not take much to improve slightly over this year. But let's just say the Kings look overall better defensively. They're middle of the pack next season. They still miss the play-in game or miss the playoffs. Uh, but we overall have a better idea of the direction that they're headed. Are you okay with that or are you going to be pissed off? Are you raising the bar higher than that? Me personally, I almost demand the Sacramento Kings be in the play-in tournament or be in the play-in game scenario, assuming they're keeping that next season. If they're keeping that and the Kings aren't at least in the play-in, it's an absolute, complete, utter, catastrophic failure. But if the Kings are in the play-in, I'm still not happy because I want this team to be a solidified playoff team by next year. They're going to need to do that. And honestly, the more years of this De'Aaron Fox contract that begins this summer that they waste increases the likelihood of De'Aaron saying, why am I spending my prime here in Sacramento? Why am I wasting my time here? Like, I, I know for a fact that De'Aaron loves it here in Sacramento. And I know for a fact that he wants to build a successful team here in Sacramento. But you get five, six, seven years in, into his career and the Kings are still garbage and fighting just to make a play-in spot? He's going to want to dip, and he's going to want to get out. I absolutely guarantee it. So Monty McNair has to operate keeping that in mind, but there has to be a clear, established, identified goal next year, and it can't just keep flipping and switching based off the wins and losing streaks that the Kings go on during the regular season itself. The clear goal to me, from what I understand, is that the Kings are competing next season for a playoff seed, a legitimate playoff seed, not just the play-in tournament, but the playoffs themselves, like an 8th seed, 7th seed, 6th seed, maybe even 5th seed at the absolute highest, although that seems like a, a, a distant dream at this point in time. So if that is the goal... The Kings need to absolutely hit not just a home run, they need to hit a grand slam this offseason, whether it's re-signing or finding an amazing replacement for Rashawn Holmes, getting a star in either free agency or more than likely the trade market, getting off of some of these bad contracts that the Sacramento Kings have currently, hitting another home run in the draft, getting another Tyrese Halliburton-type player, maybe you get lucky with the draft lottery, who knows, but a lot has to go right for the Kings this offseason for the Kings to get to the level that I and maybe you and maybe they want to be at or expect to be at next year. Because if they're not at that level, truthfully, like I just, I'm out there in Sacramento. I'm at games. I'm on the street. I talk to fans. The patience of this city is just about tapped. And I'm recognizing that just about tapped. And there are always going to be diehard fans like you, like myself, who will continue to support this team and love this team because it's really just ingrained into us. It's who we are. We bleed purple, right? But at some point, you're not going to waste more of your time. If this playoff list streak gets to two decades, are you still around? I, I have a kid coming into the world. My wife is giving birth to our son end of August, early September. I'm genuinely debating whether or not I want to raise him as a Kings fan. Now, I, I feel like a traitor saying that, but do I want to introduce my son to bad basketball when we could watch, I don't know, good basketball on TV with NBA League Pass and I can have him t pick an Eastern Conference team that I can take him to go see the one time that they come to the Sacramento Kings or the Golden One Center every single year? Is that better for me? Is that better for my son? Is that better for my family? I think he'd have a better time than I've had over these last 15 years. I don't know. Like, that's where I think a lot of this fan base is at. And I'm just rambling right now because, once again, I have no plan for this show. I do have an uh, off-topic 
topic that I want to bring up here that I will bring up in the next segment that does have to do with Sacramento sports, a Sacramento team that I really think you should be rallying around. But right now, I want to let you know that today's episode is brought to you by Bet Online, the official sports gambling partner of the Locked On Podcast Network. Bet Online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. With baseball season in full swing, you can track all of the action at Bet Online. With the NFL Draft, Kentucky Derby, first leg of the Triple Crown beginning this weekend. There's just so much out there for you to bet on. Of course, there's also NBA action as well, even soccer action. You get all the latest news, odds, and info for your sporting needs, even UFC and MMA action. Before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device and check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore as this is your chance to get into the game as teams prep for their runs to the NBA playoffs. Not the Kings, but other teams do. Head to the website or use your mobile device to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit using promo code LOCKEDON. Have fun, make money on Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. We all know Sacramento is starved for winning. Thankfully, there is a professional team in town that does win. And I'm talking about the Sacramento Republic FC soccer team. Now, I know that some of you might feel the need to turn off this podcast right now because maybe you're not soccer fans. And look, I used to be there. I used to not be a soccer fan at all other than what I call school of fishball when you played soccer as a kid and the ball just rolled around and every kid on the playground just kind of followed it in one gigantic blob. There were no goals. It was just kind of fun to watch what I call school of fish, just <laughs> following a ball around. That might be the extent of your soccer knowledge or interest here in the United States. And I understand that. I used to be there, but it wasn't until college and it wasn't until my experience attending and experiencing Sacramento Republic FC soccer as a fan that I fell in love with the sport. I started watching the sport more, learning the strategies behind the sport, watching it on the world stage, World Cup, Europe, uh, in South America, uh, over in Asia. Like the, the game of soccer, there's a reason why it's the world's game. I love it so much and I think that you can too. I know there are a lot of soccer fans in this Sacramento community who are benefiting from attending Sacramento Republic FC matches. And I encourage you, if you are not in that group, give it a try. And even if you don't live in Sacramento, maybe you're listening to this Locked On Kings podcast from another part of the country or internationally, pay attention to Sacramento Republic FC soccer if you want to add an actual winning team from the California capital to the list of brands that you support. I've had the privilege over the last few years of really starting to cover the Sacramento Republic FC to the point where I've established a relationship uh, with the coaching staff, with ownership, general managers, the front office, uh, the players themselves. Uh, And I've come to really appreciate and respect what this club is doing, not just in the city, but in the United Soccer League, the USL that they currently play in. Now, of course... The Republic and City of Sacramento, they have dreams and aspirations of going to the MLS, and we thought that was going to be the case. Now it's a little bit on the ropes right now. However, conversations that I have had with people involved in negotiations uh, from the club side and even from the MLS league side, uh, I believe there is a lot of optimism, or I've heard there's a lot of optimism that a deal will still get done and MLS soccer will be coming to Sacramento. But even putting that aside, just focusing on this team this season and the quality of competition and the quality of soccer in the USL, I think you need to pay attention. I think you need to get involved. Uh, I absolutely love the mindset, the mentality of this Sacramento Republic FC group, this these players, this coaching staff this year. 
because it's exactly what this city needs. It, really, it's exactly what the Sacramento Kings need. We've talked a lot about the Kings lacking physicality, at times lacking heart, lacking leadership. This club has all three of those things, and they have this new mentality coming into this year, which is Sacramento versus everybody. And head coach Mark Briggs has basically said to his players and to everyone, F you if you don't believe in us. F everybody who doesn't believe in us because we are the underdogs here, but we're not going to play like it. We are going to embrace almost a villain mindset. When they step on the pitch, they're going to push and shove their way around. They're going to be the aggressors. They're going to be the ones that establishes the level of play, the intensity on a nightly basis. And to me, that's something that this city will want to rally around. If you're in Sacramento, Come to Papa Murphy's Park at least once this season and experience a Republic match. The atmosphere, uh, the food, the drinks, the fun, it is great. Even if you're not a soccer fan, go out and give it a try. I promise you at least half of you who give it a try for the first time will want to come back. In fact, I'd say like 75 to 90% of you will want to come back and experience it again. But for those of you who are interested in soccer or maybe a little bit interested in soccer who might want a team to follow more closely to get as interested in or into as you are in the Sacramento Kings, I implore you to give the Sacramento Republic FC a try. And look, the club hasn't come to me to say, hey, talk about us on your podcast, will you? This is me. This is me coming here saying, look, uh, this is how I feel about this club. And I'm so starved for winning here in Sacramento. I'm so starved for a good product that I found it. At least I believe I found it in the Sacramento Republic FC. And I wanted to share that with you. Again, I'm going to be doing off-topic, not Sacramento Kings-related segments like this at the end of my shows, probably for the remainder of of this season. I already have a list of topics here of stuff that I'm going to talk about. Some of these were sent in uh, by you via Twitter when I let this uh, or announced this. Uh, I'm going to talk about movie theater etiquette. Someone wants me to talk about raisins, uh, facial hair, best places to eat in Sacramento, favorite jerseys in professional sports, dogs versus cats, golf, video games. I have a lot of things that I would love to talk about, but I also want to talk about things that you'd be interested in. So if you have any off-topic, non-Kings related things that you want to hear me talk about, you want to discuss even with me, let me know at Matt George Radio on Twitter or email me mgeorge at sacklocalmedia.com. Again, I appreciate each and every single one of you who continue to listen to the Locked on Kings podcast this season, even after all the chaos uh, that this Kings team has put us all through this year. I know many of you are tapped out and tired of it, but you continue to support, and I do not take that for granted. Uh, I will continue to provide great content for you, interviews and stuff throughout the remainder of this season, going into this offseason and into next year and beyond that. So thank you so much for supporting. I look forward to having you back on the next podcast with me. Until then... My name is Matt George. You have been listening to Locked On Kings, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. You are Locked On Kings, your daily Sacramento Kings podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.